Hello everyone, we are here again, and today we're reading in 1 Kings, starting out with chapter 9. This is the covenant that is made with Solomon, God's response to Solomon's prayer, God's affirmation that he heard and answered. God adds here how he would establish Solomon's throne and the kingdom of Israel if Solomon and the people remained faithful and didn't turn away from following God's commandments. All of the scripture expresses this simple principle. God's promises are fulfilled when we seek to follow him and his ways. And it came to pass when Solomon had finished the building of the house of the Lord and the king's house and all Solomon's desire, which he was pleased to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time as he had appeared unto him at Gibeon. And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and thy supplication that thou hast made before me. I have hallowed this house which thou hast built to put my name there forever, and mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually. And if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked, in integrity of heart and in uprightness, to do according to all that I have commanded thee, and wilt keep my statutes and my judgments. Then I will establish the throne of thy kingdom upon Israel forever, as I promised to David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man upon the throne of Israel. But if you shall at all turn from following me, you or your children, and will not keep my commandments and my statutes which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, then will I cut off Israel out of the land which I have given them, and this house which I have hallowed for my name will I cast out of my sight, and Israel shall be a proverb and a byword among all people. So here God is saying he would no longer manifest his presence, power, and glory in the temple if the people fail to follow his ways sincerely. This applies to us as well. If we fail to obey the words of Jesus and the teachings of the apostles, if we turn to false doctrine and ungodly ways, God's spirit and power will be withdrawn from us. God will remove his presence from his kingdom and from his people. Okay, verse 8. And at this house, which is high, everyone that passeth by it shall be astonished and shall hiss, and they shall say, Why hath the Lord done thus unto this land and to this house? And they shall answer, because they forsook the Lord their God, who brought forth their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and have taken hold upon other gods, and have worshipped them, and served them. Therefore hath the Lord brought upon them all this evil. Now we're going to touch on Solomon's accomplishments in verse 10. And it came to pass, at the end of twenty years, when Solomon had built the two houses, the house of the Lord, and the king's house. Now Hiram, the king of Tyre, had furnished Solomon with cedar trees and fir trees 
and with gold, according to all his desire, that the king Solomon gave Hiram twenty cities in the land of Galilee. And Hiram came out from Tyre to see the cities which Solomon had given him, and they pleased him not. And he said, What cities are these which thou hast given me, my brother? And he called them the land of Kabul unto this day. And Hiram sent to the king six score talents of gold. And this is the reason of the levy which King Solomon raised for to build the house of the Lord and his own house, and Milo, and the wall of Jerusalem, and Hazor, and Megiddo, and Gezer. For Pharaoh, king of Egypt, had gone up and taken Gezer, and burnt it with fire, and slain the Canaanites that dwelt in the city, and given it for a present unto his daughter Solomon's wife. And Solomon built Gezer, and Beth Horan, the nether, and Balath, and Tadmor in the wilderness, in the land, and all the cities of store that Solomon had, and cities for his chariots, and cities for his horsemen, and that which Solomon desired to build in Jerusalem, and in Lebanon, and in all the land of his dominion, and all the people that were left of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, which were not of the children of Israel. Their children that were left after them in the land, whom the children of Israel also were not able utterly to destroy, upon those did Solomon levy a tribute of bond service unto this day. But of the children of Israel did Solomon make no bondmen, but they were men of war, and his servants, and his princes, and his captains, and rulers of his chariots, and his horsemen. These were the chief of the officers that were over Solomon's work, five hundred and fifty, which bear rule over the people that wrought in the work. But Pharaoh's daughter came up, out of the city of David, unto her house, which Solomon had built for her. Then did he build Milo. And three times in a year did Solomon offer burnt offerings and peace offerings upon the altar, which he built unto the Lord. And he burnt incense upon the altar that was before the Lord. So he finished the house. And King Solomon made a navy of ships in Ezion-Geber, which is beside Eloth, on the shore of the Red Sea, in the land of Edom. And Hiram sent in the navy his servants, shipmen that had knowledge of the sea with the servants of Solomon. And they came to Ophir, and fet from thence gold four hundred and twenty talents, and brought it to King Solomon. Now we're moving into the visit of the Queen of Sheba. The people of Sheba were descended from Shem in Genesis 10. They settled in South Arabia, or Yemen, about 1,200 miles from Jerusalem. This country's wealth came from spice trade. The queen exchanged many gifts with Solomon. She never would have had a child with him because polygamy was not practiced in her country, and she didn't come from Ethiopia. It's an interesting little note they had here. Okay, so chapter 10. 
And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. And she came to Jerusalem with a very great train, with camels that bear spices, and very much gold, and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all her questions. There was not anything hid from the king which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom, and the house that he had built, and the meat of his table, and the sitting of his servants, and the attendants of his ministers, and their apparel, and his cupbearers, and his ascent by which he went up unto the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. And she said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in mine own land of thy acts and of thy wisdom. Howbeit I believed not the words until I came and mine eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceedeth the fame which I heard. Happy are thy men, happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee, and that hear thy wisdom. Blessed be the Lord thy God, which delighted in thee, to set thee on the throne of Israel, because the Lord loved Israel for ever. Therefore made he thee king to do judgment and justice. And she gave the king an hundred and twenty talents of gold, and of spices very great store, and precious stones. There came no more such abundance of spices as these which the queen of Sheba gave to king Solomon. And the navy also of Hiram, that brought gold from Ophir, brought in from Ophir great plenty of almug trees and precious stones. And the king made of the almug trees pillars for the house of the Lord, and for the king's house, harps also, and psalteries for singers. There came no such almug trees, nor were seen unto this day. And King Solomon gave unto the queen of Sheba all her desire, whatsoever she asked, besides that which Solomon gave her of his royal bounty. So she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. Moving on to the splendor of Solomon. Now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was six hundred, threescore, and six talents of gold. Besides that, he had of the merchantmen, and of the traffic of the spice merchants, and of all the kings of Arabia, and of the governors of the country. And King Solomon made two hundred target, targets of beaten gold. Six hundred shekels of gold went to one target. And he made three hundred shields of beaten gold. Three pound of gold went to one shield, and the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory, and overlaid it with the best gold. The throne had six steps, and the top of the throne was round behind, and there were stays on either side, on the place of the seat, and two lions stood beside the stays. And twelve lions stood there on the one side, and on the other upon the six steps. There was not the like made in any kingdom. 
And all King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold, none were silver. It was nothing accounted of in the days of Solomon. For the king had at sea a navy of Tharshish with the navy of Hiram. Once in three years came the navy of Tharshish, bringing gold and silver, ivory and apes and peacocks. So King Solomon exceeded all the kings of the earth for riches and for wisdom. And all the earth sought to Solomon to hear his wisdom which God had put in his heart. And they brought every man his present, vessels of silver and vessels of gold, and garments and armor and spices, horses and mules, a rate year by year. And Solomon gathered together chariots and horsemen, and he had a thousand and four hundred chariots, and twelve thousand horsemen, whom he bestowed in the cities for chariots, and with the king at Jerusalem. And the king made silver to be in Jerusalem as stones, and cedars made he to be as the sycamore trees that are in the vale for abundance. And Solomon had horses brought out of Egypt, and linen yarn. The king's merchants received the linen yarn at a price. And a chariot came up and went out of Egypt for six hundred shekels of silver, and a horse for an hundred and fifty, and so for all the kings of the Hittites, and for the kings of Syria, did they bring them out by their means. Now we've got a couple quick notes here before we move into chapter 11. And chapter 11 actually speaks to Solomon loving many strange women. This is his spiritual decline, the results of the choices he made. We have to remember that Solomon began as a man who loved the Lord, who walked according to his statutes and his commandments. He built the temple of God. He experienced God's love and grace and salvation. He was given special spiritual wisdom and understanding. He wrote the Holy Scriptures under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Yet still, Solomon became hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. He turned away from the Lord to serve other gods, and he provoked the Lord to anger. Consequently, God punished him. Solomon's error was in seeking power, success, wealth, and sensual pleasure through compromise and tolerance of idolatry and sin. Solomon sought unholy alliances with heathen nations. He obtained foreign wives and concubines in order to seal the alliances. And in all of this, there was more and more wealth and glory. If we read Deuteronomy 17, 14 through 20, God's commands for kings about allying with foreigners, procuring horses from Egypt, taking multiple wives, accumulating gold and silver. Nowhere does the Bible say Solomon ever repented of these sins either. So, Solomon's possession, his many wives, these ignored God's commandment for kings not to take multiple wives and also transgressed God's prohibition about marrying pagan wives from the Canaanites. Solomon failed to meditate on the law of God. 
he failed to learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the words of this law. So now let's read on that. But King Solomon loved many strange women, together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians, and Hittites, of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall not go in to them, neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto these in love, and he had seven hundred wives, princesses, and three hundred concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For it came to pass, when Solomon was old, that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. His heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, and went not fully after the Lord, as did David his father. Then did Solomon build a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, in the hill that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And likewise did he for all his strange wives, which burnt incense and sacrificed unto their gods. And the Lord was angry with Solomon, because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice, and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods. But he kept not that which the Lord had commanded. Wherefore the Lord said unto Solomon, For as much as this is done of thee, and thou hast not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded thee, I will surely rend the kingdom from thee, and will give it to thy servant. Notwithstanding, in thy days I will not do it for David thy father's sake, but I will rend it out of the hand of thy son. Howbeit, I will not rend away all the kingdom, but will give one tribe to thy son for David my servant's sake, and for Jerusalem's sake, which I have chosen." So, to back up a little bit, David's heart was perfect, it says. Not in the sense that he never failed God, but in that God never, or David never turned to idolatry and the worship of other gods. He had his issue with Bathsheba, his attempted cover-up. David grievously sinned, to the point of despising God and his word, but he never worshipped or depended upon any other gods, as did so many of the other kings of Israel. Solomon, though, he went after Ashtoreth and Milcom. In the beginning, Solomon tolerated the false gods of his wives. Eventually, that turned his own heart after them. So in addition to his worship of the Lord, Solomon included the worship of the Sidonian goddess Ashtoreth, which involved immoral rituals, worship of the stars. Also, the Moabite god Milcom, or Molech, which involves child sacrifice, and the Ammonite god, Chemosh, who is a sun god. Solomon could no longer say 
the covenant Lord was the only true God. His idolatry shows how mere knowledge of God and his word is not adequate to keep us. Sin comes from the heart. It can be resisted only so long as one's heart is turned in faith and love towards the one true God. Solomon was a preacher. He warned others, and yet he fell into a blatant sin. Things that he directly, he sanctioned spiritism. He encouraged immorality and cruelty. He defiled Israel and dishonored the one true God. How much more should we be always watching, always awake and aware? And then it says in verse 11, it talks about rending the kingdom from thee. God's judgment on Solomon resulted in the division of Israel into two kingdoms, one of which was ruled by Solomon's successors. The tribe of Judah, including Simeon, given to his son Rehoboam in order to preserve the Messianic line. The ten tribes would be given to Jeroboam. Okay, so let's move on. We're in verse 14. This speaks to Solomon's adversaries. And the Lord stirred up an adversary unto Solomon, Hadad the Edomite. He was of the king's seed in Edom. For it came to pass, when David was in Edom, and Joab, the captain of the host, was gone up to bury the slain, after he had smitten every male in Edom. For six months did Joab remain there with all Israel, until he had cut off every male in Edom. That Hadad fled, he and certain Edomites of his father's servants with him, to go into Egypt. Hadad being yet a little child. And they arose out of Midian, and came to Paran. And they took men with them out of Paran. And they came to Egypt, unto Pharaoh, king of Egypt, which gave him a house, and appointed him victuals, and gave him land. And Hadad found great favor in the sight of Pharaoh, so that he gave him to wife, the sister of his own wife, the sister of Tapanes, the queen, and the sister of Tapanes bare him Genaboth, his son, whom Tapanes weaned in Pharaoh's house. And Genaboth was in Pharaoh's household among the sons of Pharaoh. And when Hadad heard in Egypt that David slept with his fathers, and that Joab, the captain of the host, was dead, Hadad said to Pharaoh, Let me depart, that I may go to mine own country. Then Pharaoh said unto him, But what hast thou lacked with me, that, behold, thou seekest to go to thine own country? And he answered, Nothing, albeit let me go in any wise. And God stirred him up another adversary, Rezon, the son of Eliada, which fled from his lord, Hadadezer, king of Zobah. And he gathered men unto him, and became captain over a band. When David slew them of Zobah, and they went to Damascus, and dwelt therein, and reigned in Damascus. And he was an adversary to Israel all the days of Solomon, beside the mischief that Hadad did. And he abhorred Israel, and reigned over Syria. Now enter in Jeroboam's rebellion. And Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, 
an Ephrathite of Zeredah, Solomon's servant, whose mother's name was Zeruah, a widow woman, even he lift up his hand against the king. And this was the cause that he lift up his hand against the king. Solomon built Milo, and repaired the breaches of the city of David his father. And the man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor. And Solomon, seeing the young man, that he was industrious, he made him ruler over all the charge of the house of Joseph. And it came to pass, at that time, when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem, that the prophet Ahijah the Shilonite found him in the way, and he had clad himself with a new garment, and they two were alone in the field. And Ahijah caught the new garment that was on him, and rent it in twelve pieces. And he said to Jeroboam, Take thee ten pieces, for thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will rent the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon, and will give ten tribes to thee. But he shall have one tribe for my servant David's sake, and for Jerusalem's sake, the city which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. Because that they have forsaken me, and have worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians, Chemosh, the god of the Moabites, and Milcom, the god of the children of Ammon, and have not walked in my ways, to do that which is right in mine eyes, and to keep my statutes and my judgments, as did David his father. Howbeit, I will not take the whole kingdom out of his hand, but I will make him prince all the days of his life, for David my servant's sake whom I chose, because he kept my commandments and my statutes. But I will take the kingdom out of his son's hand, and will give it unto thee, even ten tribes. And unto his son will I give one tribe, that David my servant may have a light always before me in Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen to put my name there. And I will take thee, and thou shalt reign according to all that thy soul desireth, and shalt be king over Israel. And it shall be, if thou wilt hearken unto all that I command thee, and wilt walk in my ways, and do that is right in my sight, to keep my statutes and my commandments, as David my servant did, that I will be with thee, and build thee a sure house, as I built for David, and will give Israel unto thee. And I will, for this, afflict the seed of David, but not for ever. Solomon sought therefore to kill Jeroboam, and Jeroboam arose and fled into Egypt, unto Shishak, king of Egypt, and was in Egypt until the death of Solomon. And the rest of the acts of Solomon, and all that he did, and his wisdom, are they not written in the book of the Acts of Solomon? And the time that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel was forty years. And Solomon slept with his fathers, and was buried in the city of David his father, and Rehoboam his son reigned in his stead. So this same chapter that mentions Solomon's idolatry and sin also speaks of his death. There's no indication that Solomon ever repented and returned to God. 
the writer actually records David's warning to Solomon, If thou forsake God, he will cast thee off forever. This is a biblical truth here. Solomon, who once knew by experience God's grace and his favor, he departed from it. God warns us, if a king with such great gifts, ministry, and grace could fall, then we must all, who stand, take heed, lest we too fall. We'll see you tomorrow.